Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. Oh, I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. <laughs> I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Hey, y'all. Welcome to the Girlfriend's Guide to Sports podcast. My name is Claire Coles, and this is your weekly update. It's November 22nd, so Thanksgiving week. Let's start with the in case you missed it portion and then go on to what to watch this upcoming week in the world of sports. So just one quick thing in the world of baseball. MVPs of the season were awarded over the past week. And Angels Shohai Otani won the American League MVP while Phillies star Bryce Harper won the National League MVP. Those are just for the entire season since the season just completed. Moving on to basketball. King James got suspended for a game after hitting Pistons center Isaiah Stewart in the face on Sunday night's game. Stewart had been suspended for two games for escalating the altercation as he tried multiple times to get to LeBron and has to had to be held back by his teammates. The Lakers roared back in that game, though, and used LeBron getting ejected as motivation, scoring 37 points in the fourth to win 121 to 116. Some updates in the college basketball scene. Leading off the week was an upset of number 10 Illinois by one point to unranked Marquette, 66 to 67, only to be topped the next day by number four Michigan losing and they lost twice this week, once to Seton Hall and again to unranked Arizona. Number 12, Oregon got routed by BYU, 81-49. to Number 6, Purdue had a good week, beating two ranked teams, number 18, UNC, 93-84. to And number 5, Villanova, 80-74. to Again, number 18, UNC had a rough week after losing to Purdue, like I just said, and then losing to number 17, Tennessee, 89 to 72. There were two other losses in the top 25 this week, but that pretty much rounds up those big upsets, and the new rankings have already come out. To no surprise, due to the last week, Purdue moved up big time. They are now number three, and Seton Hall is now ranked at number 21. 
Moving on to college football, there were only four losses in the top 25 this week, but three of those came in the top 10. Number three, Oregon got, frankly, got their asses kicked by number 23, Utah. The Utes were leading 28 to zip at halftime after a punt failed to go out of bounds, and they ran it back for a touchdown as time expired. Final score of that game was Oregon 7, Utah 38. Even I was surprised by the dominance of number four, Ohio State, over number seven, Michigan State, as the Buckeyes won 56 to seven. And QB CJ Stroud, try saying that five times fast, threw his way into the Heisman favorite. The line was no match, just like the pass defense of the Spartans was no match for the Ohio State wide receiver core. Clemson is trying to make a case for being ranked again after beating number 10, Wake Forest. Number two, Alabama struggled to put the game away, but managed to get the W against the number 21 Razorbacks. Florida and Texas continue their downward spiral, losing again this week. Texas is unlikely to go bowling, and Florida looks to have no spirit to continue the season. So the losses in the top 25 are number three, Oregon, number seven, Michigan State, number 10, Wake Forest, and number 21, Arkansas. We've had some head coach firings over the last week. VTech fired their coach, Justin Fuente, after six seasons with the Hokies. His overall record was 43-31, and D-line coach J.C. Price will be the interim head coach. Fuente will still be paid his $10 million that he's owed in his contract, but this seems a little hasty on the Hokies' part because if they had waited till December 15th, that price tag would have dropped to 75 million. This to me means they probably have their eye on someone already. Going back to someone who didn't play well this week, Florida has also decided to join the coaching carousel and fired its head coach, Dan Mullen. Florida lost to Mizzou over the weekend in overtime and they are five and six on the season. However, this is a drastic change after they were in the SEC title game just last year and put up a great fight against Alabama during the third game of the season. The team has, however, struggled since then, letting Samford, an FCS team, put up 52 points, the most team, most points put up against Florida ever, let alone by an FCS team. And the Gators have one more game to potentially become bowl eligible against their in-state rivals of Florida State. They will have to do it without their coach, however. Okay, so if you're not a college football fan, you may want to skip this next little section because I do want to go over before Thanksgiving week. This is the week to wrap up who goes to conference championships, and I want to go over who's going to go to each of the Power Five because I was incorrect earlier this week in talking to people with the Big 12, so I want to go over a little bit of that. And we will start with the Big 12. So Oklahoma State is in. No matter what, if they lose this weekend against Oklahoma, they will still play in the Big 12 championship game on December 4th. However, if Oklahoma wins this weekend against OSU, they will go and will have a OSU-OU Bedlam rematch as the Big 12 championship game the next week. However, if Oklahoma State wins, Baylor goes to the Big 12 championship game because they have the tiebreaker on Oklahoma being their only loss. And the Big 12 is pretty straightforward, so hold on to your hats, people. The Pac-12 is kind of similar because the Utah Utes are in no matter what happens this weekend. Oregon, if they beat Oregon State this weekend, they go, and it'll be Oregon, Utah, 
in a rematch of their loss last week. If Oregon State beats Oregon, then we have a little bit of a situation. Then Oregon State needs Washington State to lose to Washington, and they will go. However, if Washington State wins and Oregon State wins, then Washington State goes. And remember, they lost their coach to the COVID vaccination rule, so that would be seriously impressive. The ACC gets very complicated, so let's hold on. Pitt is locked. They won the Coastal. They're in. There is a tie in the Atlantic Division, however, between Wake Forest and Clemson. If Wake Forest wins against Boston College this weekend, they go. It'll be Pitt versus Wake. If Wake Forest loses, then NC State loses, then Clemson actually goes. If Wake loses and NC State wins, they enter into this three-way tie with Wake, Clemson, and NC State, and NC State has the tiebreaker, and they go to play in the championship game. The Big Ten is just as complicated. You have the winner of the Michigan-Ohio State game from this weekend. Whoever the winner is, goes. They will be the East division. In the West, we have kind of another three-way weirdo tie. If Wisconsin wins this weekend, they go. If Wisconsin loses to Minnesota and Iowa beats Nebraska, then Iowa goes. However, Minnesota has a chance to get in if Wisconsin loses, Nebraska beats Iowa, and Purdue beats Indiana, then Minnesota goes and represents the West. So I apologize for all you non-college football fans because that was probably super boring for you, but it has been a crazy season, and this just kind of personifies that in one weekend, kind of winner-take-all, and all of the cards have to fall where they may to have people go to the conference championships. So I wanted to go ahead and lay that out as there was some confusion, and even I was wrong in talking about it in conversations over the past week. Thanksgiving week or week 13 sees a lot of action spread over quite a number of days. Ole Miss will play Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl on Thanksgiving. Bedlam will make for some fun Saturday night as both Oklahoma schools are in the top 10. But college game day is in back-to-back weeks in the Big Ten for the Michigan versus Ohio State game. And this game will have major CFP repercussions. On Upset Watch, we have Ole Miss, Iowa, NC State, Michigan State, and Oklahoma. Again, I'll go over more games to watch in the What to Watch This Week coming up week section of the podcast. In the NFL, week 11, the Patriots continue to roll, shutting out the Falcons 25 to zip. That's a weird score. The Texans shocked the Titans to get their second win of the season, 22-13. Six other games were decided by a touchdown or less. The Lions lost by three to the Browns, so they're still winless. The Ravens and the Vikings also managed to squeak out wins by just a field goal. The hype on Cam Newton didn't help the Panthers this week to beat Washington, losing 27-21. to The Cowboys flat out got embarrassed embarrassed by the Chiefs losing 9 to 19 but it looked a heck of a lot worse if you watched the game considering the Dallas team had zero touchdowns. The Cardinals are now the only team in the league with 9 wins led by Colt McCoy but Kyler Murray is supposed to be back soon. Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown reportedly tried to buy a fake 
vaccination card saying he received the J&J vaccine. It's unclear if he eventually got the shot at a later date, but in the hindsight of the Rodgers debacle, I'm sure the NFL will be checking into this pretty thoroughly. On the PGA Tour, we have a new first-time winner in Taylor Gooch, who had a big weekend at the RSM Classic in Sea Island, Georgia. It took a very low score to do it, too. He shot 22 under, and the cut on Friday was four under by itself. Gooch shot all four rounds in the 60s, bookending his performance with a couple of 64s. Gooch won by four strokes. And man, if you want some entertainment when you're nice and hungover from that turkey dinner on Thursday, Friday, the match between Bryson DeChambeau and Brooks Kepka will be aired on TV. Again, I'll have more of that in What to Watch. Some quick Olympic sports news. Curling Olympic trials were this weekend, and you will see a very familiar face in USA gear for Beijing. Five-time Olympian and defending Olympic champion John Schuster won 5-4 to four with his team to take the best of the three finals. Three of the team members from Pyeongchang will return, including Schuster, but a new member, Tyler George, has joined the four-man squad after one man retired last year, or last time. Two-time U.S. figure skating champion Alyssa Liu is switching coaches with only three months to go to Beijing. Liu is the favorite to make the U.S. team and is now training at the Olympic Training Center instead of Oakland, California. You may remember her name because she is the phenom from the United States that was too young to compete in international competitions during the last Olympic Games. Sticking with Beijing 2022 news, U.S. President Joe Biden has said that the United States is considering a diplomatic boycott of the Beijing Games. And before everyone freaks out, I did some research to clarify this means that foreign dignitaries would not be going to the games, but the athletes would still be allowed to go. The U.S. men's national soccer team ended their Jamaican game in a one-to-one draw, but still sit in second place in the FIFA World Cup qualifying behind Canada and ahead of Mexico. The top three will qualify for the World Cup. This is in the C-A-N-C-A-C-A-F division, and the fourth place team will qualify for the Intercontinental Playoffs, so we're sitting in good shape there. In tennis news, if um, you've been seeing some stuff on the news, Chinese tennis star Peng Zhui goes missing after accusing a Chinese official of sexual assault. There basically was a post on her social media page that uh, told the story it was taken down and then there she was not seen from after that post came out there has been a suspicious email that was said to be from her to WTA officials however they're worried that it is actually a screenshot as there was like a cursor in the middle of a word and they're worried that that was actually not written by her so please keep her in your thoughts Okay, that wraps up what happened over the last week. Now what to watch this upcoming week when you are full with turkey dinner. In the NBA, we have two games on Tuesday at 6.30 and 9 p.m. on TNT. The Lakers at the Knicks will play at that 6.30 time slot, but remember that this is without LeBron as he was suspended for a game. We also have two more games at 6.30 and 9 on ESPN on Wednesday. 
In NCAA men's basketball, we have games every day this week except Saturday in the top 25. Highlighted by Tuesday, we have number one Gonzaga at number two UCLA at 9 p.m. on ESPN. And then on Friday, we have number five Duke at number one Gonzaga at 9.30 also on ESPN. In college football, we have the college football playoff ranking show on Tuesday night at 7 Then the weekend, we have things nicely spread out with ranked versus ranked or very good games spread out from Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So starting with the Egg Bowl on Thursday night between Ole Miss and Mississippi State, that will be at 6.30 on ESPN. We then have North Carolina's battle in state of UNC at NC State on Friday at 6 p.m., also on ESPN. Then, of course, game day game, Ohio State versus Michigan on Saturday at 11 a.m. on Fox, big noon kickoff. Then what I think is going to be a great game, Penn State versus Michigan State. We'll see if Michigan State can get back on track. That will be Saturday at 2.30 on ABC. And then we have Bedlam between Oklahoma at Oklahoma State at 6.30 p.m. on ABC on Saturday. Monday Night Football is the Giants at the Buccaneers at 7.15 on ESPN. We then have the three normal Thanksgiving games on Thursday with the Bears at the Lions at 11.30 on Fox. The Raiders will play America's team, the Cowboys, at 3.30 on CBS. And the Bills play at the Saints at 7.20 on NBC. That's all Thanksgiving. Then on Sunday, we have seven games at noon, depending on your geographical location on CBS or Fox. Then we have the Chargers at the Broncos at 3.05 on CBS. We have the Rams at the Packers or Vikings at the 49ers at 3.25 on Fox. The Rams at the Packers ought to be a pretty good game. The Browns at the Ravens will play at 7.20 on NBC. And then next Monday Night Football will be the Seahawks at Washington at 7.15 on ESPN. Like I teased earlier in the podcast, we have the match between Brooks Kepka and Bryson DeChambeau in Las Vegas. That will be aired at 3 p.m. on TNT on Friday. We also have two NHL games televised this week, one on Wednesday at 9 p.m. on TNT between the Maple Leafs and the Kings. And then on Friday, we have the Rangers playing at the Bruins at noon on ABC. The only Olympic sports playing or being televised at least this weekend will be the biathlon, some skiing and some luge. So a nice preview of Beijing 2022. Those will be on Saturday and Sunday on NBCSN at various times. So if you want more details, go check out the blog, The Girlfriend's Guide to Sports. I've got obviously top 25 games in college football as well as more games to watch and a little bit more stories, but I hope you all have a wonderful Thanksgiving. Enjoy it being with your families. So enjoy the holidays and hopefully I'll see y'all next week.